0: Life
1: has just been kids. I've been busier through lockdown than. And there
2: we are. I have a funny feeling before? we are it's live nice. and on camera Look at it! hello everybody look at it three people in the hot box Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
2: getting bigger and bigger um yeah. yeah lockdown so now we're socially distanced we've we got take measures distanced. and shit we're, we're not level 4.20 level <laughs>
3: 4.20 yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Folks, welcome to the Hotbox Show. And as always, we'll be talking... Tank. Tank. Tonight, uh, you'll join... Ah, oh, oh, we forgot about Dan. Where's Dan? Uh, tonight, you'll be joined by myself, Buzz, Joe, Jules, Dan, Kay. And our special guest this evening, uh, digitally, we'll have Myrtle Clark from Fields of Green. Uh, we've got Paul Michael lined up. And maybe Anthony Reese, if data shedding sorts itself out in his hood. But guys, I hope all you oaks at home are lighting up, getting ready to talk some shit about the weird and wonderful world of weed. Hey, eh? sure,
2: the weed. wonderful
1: world but, of weed these days. Yeah, it's
2: wonderful to have, um, like, weed because people have all oh, they've got their other addictions all wrapped up, and their their human rights have been severely restricted. It's quite a joy watching people smoking loads and loads of weed and other people going absolutely mental because they can't get their fix.
1: I mean, we'd like to wish a really belated welcome to all of the drinkers and the nicotine uh, smokers (laughs) who have had to join our prohibition fold, you know. Welcome to the family guys, now you know what it feels like.
2: A great story about that, yesterday in the house I had a visitor and um, the elders are now switching on to weed, they haven't got any dop. So they started off with some cookies, this is people, a few plots down, the elders. So they got a bit edgy because there's no wine to drink. I mean, they're not big drinkers, but they just want something. Something. You know, they want something. They're 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 adults. So they tried cookies and that changed everything. So now they're smoking.
1: That's
2: it. I know know
1: a few people who have gone from, because they couldn't get cigarettes, they've started smoking weed. Yeah. And it kind of does cover both bases. Yeah.
2: It's quite a hell of it, you know. If you think there's like hundreds of thousands of people on a petition to do this cigarette thing, that's quite an addiction, eh? It
1: was over because half a million last time. Myrtle's, Myrtle's going to come
2: on just now and talk about the petition. We're going to do a last blast on the petition. But yeah. if you think about it, in the last seven years, we've had thirty-five thousand. We get about five thousand petition signatures a year from an estimated twenty million cannabis users. Yeah. And. no doubles cigarettes got 400,000 in like 40 hours
1: you know what it is the cigarette petition did not require an ID Mm. number there's no sort of like uh, it doesn't give it any, any solid backing it's just like you know, half so the and be with all their troll accounts and the bot accounts and whatever. But we we need accountability. We need to prove that it's real human beings, that we don't have Great Aunt Gertrude locked up in the uh, the cellar on dry bread and water under whip and chain, signing a thousand different names.
2: Hell of a thing! It's great yes. living through it all. We'll talk to Paul, Paul Michael from Schindler's Attorneys later on in the show. I'm sure he's got a couple of anecdotes about it. Um, he's had a couple of things on Facebook about it and what you would. You see, now we got the churches opening. So now, Church of Weed,
0: let's
2: get 49 stoners, you know. ordained
1: minister, there was um, somewhere, you could sign up on the internet, yeah. on the intergoogles. Uh, back in, it was probably 2001, I found the website and I went, oh well that's interesting, and it was for free, so I went and it sent me an email saying, congratulations, you're an ordained minister, I can, hold, I can do weddings. Yeah? Yeah, so we can, let's start a church.
2: Church of what? I'm going to need Paul... your
1: payslips, just like Rayman. Yeah, but... I need to have a certain percentage off of your
2: salary. <laughs> 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 Paul Michael was asking what you would call the church, and I tell you what, I'm like, the thread was hilarious, and very, very eloquent people on his thread saying lots of things. You know, there's all the spaghetti monster stuff and mm. whatever, but um, the Church of Weed, it's been tried, Hawaii tried it, the West Coast tried it, America's tried it in general, it all got thrown out, but right now, this Sunday, I think we should put this big marquee up, Go buy a sound system and turn it up a hundred and eight percent. No, it but just... it's
1: uh, not this Sunday. It's next Sunday because the first of June uh, is Monday. You're
2: yeah, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be any people sliding, doing a bit of god well, bothering this weekend? I know that slide? our
1: dog training group are, are feverishly working on the, the, you know, the spelling of dog to try and come up with a way that we can do training <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> Social distance Social dog training. And let the cops come and try.
2: Bizarre it's shit. All footballs. <laughs> Chris Cader's on the line. Hello, Chris. Good evening. Uh, Mari Johanna Greenwell. (laughs) She's on the line. Can I have a desk cam, please? What are you smoking there, Dan? What are you coughing (laughs) there, Dan? I'm
4: coughing on some joint with a bit of keef added
2: to it. A bit of keef? No kidding, Brew. What? That's got to be 50 grams.
4: No, not quite 50, but it's it's, it's a lovely pile of blonde trichrome. that I'm trying to sift and get it even more clearer. I'd like to make my smoke as pure as possible, just like the dads. And when you don't have any solvent during lockdown, hey, stoners make a plan, eh?
2: Always. <laughs> <laughs> solventless, yeah, it's the solventless cup coming up. Yeah. So, Dan, um. There's
4: solventless dad you can have by far.
2: There's, um. um Sorry, I lost the train of thought there. Next week there is no lockdown, so can we expect you in the in the studio next week? Yeah, I'll be
4: back, and we'll of any of those having me having to leave just in the crack of you know crack of time just to get back home. So yeah, oh. I'll be
2: back. All right. Well, don't smoke all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some to the.
1: <laughs> Barney
2: says sharing is caring. <clears throat> well, we've got. We've got some incredible stuff going on here tonight. This is a live run of a gelato, gelato 41, and this is probably, I don't know, about 15 grams left, but the crew got hold of it today and did some hors d'oeuvres. This is, I wish I could taste it and smell it, and we've got a total treat here. Mm-hmm. This, this, folks, I kid you not, is Joe's first home grow. That and is. this is, yeah, yay! And this is crisp, frosty, frosty, am deadly weed. Super lemon cross, Kim dog. There you have it, Kim dog in the house. And this, um, this is going to go in my pipe now. So I'll do a product test on it right now. But well done to you, Joe, for mm. doing that. Yeah. That's a great looking piece of indoor. And in case we run out of that indoor, then we've got this monster. Nigeria sativa nug that myrtle grew from our friend Joe Pietri in America yeah. from gold, line, gold Lion gold line seeds. So yeah. these, this he dropped these off last year. This is one hell of a sativa. Um, I believe there was like nearly a kilo on the plant, which is obviously purely for um, home, home use, yes, etc. Of
1: course, it is. What
2: else we got? I tell you what, we have got. We've got a whole CBD night going on tonight. Oh, yes. So. In the mix tonight, we've just been given these amazing products from a company in Natal called PlantCeuticals. They've been at it a while. They've been doing lots of elixirs and potions for a long time. But this is the first year that they've actually grown their own CBD. And they are coming out with all sorts of beautiful, beautiful products. So this is what we're going to do is a shit all lit tonight. Yes. And we're going to give everybody some of this to take home with them. So if you've got chronic fatigue from Netflix. Yes. <laughs> if you've got Netflix fatigue, maybe you need some of this. It actually clears your brain fog as
1: well. Uh, that is, would be a very good thing for people with um, fibromyalgia. Um, Indeed. People who are going through chemo because there's some, such a thing as chemo brain, I've discovered. You lose a lot of your memories. Gray ba- matter. Yeah, yeah. My mom battled a lot with it while she was physically on the chemo. Now that she's finished, she's got all of her facilities back again. And then we get into
2: the realms of balms, and we know very well that cannabis topicals do all of that. So we're going to give you some of that, Joe.
3: Yes. And we'll
2: give Buzz some of the brain fog stuff, and we're going to test drive this for the week and come back next week and see how it all is. Yeah. Yes. Because um, whatever you think about CBD, it is literally everywhere now. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. So, what? thank you for the desk cam guys. Um, Angie Rasmus, hi from Durban. Hey. Robert Howes is in Alicante in Spain. Oh. Wow. Robert, what are you doing? Locked down there, my brew.
1: Well, I'd like to say up here we need to say how's it to JC on uh, YouTube. JC, Dell, Justin, Nigel, Armand, Gerber the Gardener, oh. uh, Zolba, Sean Alexander, Wimboom, Worry, Delta9, Jack, Shaw, my angel, um, Marish. I don't know if I'm saying that right, 420 grow up. Welcome, guys, and thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your evening with us.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're not going anywhere. You know, watch, watch the everything drop next week. Nobody's going to watch a thing. They're all going to be trashed in mm. Rock of Mamas, uh, picking out on triple deckers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you can't, though. You can't hey, do You cons- can't still go
2: out. It, it's got to come to you. The Chinese in the local shops down the road, they deliver to your
3: car. yeah. That's what, what yeah, happened, I
4: thought would happen. Um, they went to a McDonald's and sat in the parking lot and all of them the McDonald's and got to live in the parking
2: lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, every time you talk, all we can see is your dry <laughs> sift. It's
1: so loud, it talks. It does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's loud as fuck.
2: Oh, dearie me. What else we got? Um. streams. Dan, your days really full? It's weird, isn't it? It's like... We're all locked in the house, but the days are just going so quick. What?
4: Oh, my God. Like, I thought I'd have spare time, but I find myself running around more crazy at the moment with this lockdown. But I think it's also important because there's a lot of um, other things that have to, you know, control. Like, I've got a kid, so it's daddy daycare for me now. So it's really weird. Like, I don't have time for myself. And every time I sit down for five minutes to do some work, I've got a daddy, daddy, come watch this, come look at this, come do this. So it's quite, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Men all around the country are finally finding out when they get home to their wives and say, "But what have you done all day?"
2: Yeah, now right. they're
1: understanding what they've done all day.
2: Yeah, it's hard to put. It's hard to. Put, it's hard to put in a box what we do. But fields of green for all has been very, very busy. Yes. Uh, there's been people in and out ever, ever since the lockdown, off and on, here and there, dealing with stuff. Because don't you find weeds a bit passe, Buzz? It's like all this, Everyone's going to die. But we've gotta keep going with weed. It's like how do you it's quite a difficult thing to keep it relevant
3: sometimes. I think everything's struggling to keep relevant in the wake of the big C. I don't wanna see the say the C word and get us like Demonetized and shut down. Not that we are making a here, even yet. <coughs> but it's like, it is hard for everything s- to stay relevant at the moment. I'm seeing it with weed as well. There's not that much news going around with weed. It's, it's suddenly like Oaks are starting the Samalek yeah. and the Rothmans podcast <laughs> to talk about how is living in that prohibition now. Yeah. Those, those seem to be the subjects that are dominating the news. Like, and I know we'll be talking later. There's this thing now where cigarettes are becoming the, the gateway to meth, apparently, mm. because of this stuff. Economy that's now passed the baton on from Mary Jane to tobacco. So we're going to be talking about those things, but also the the real course topic tonight, guys, is CBD. Yes. Yeah, it's been a big week for CBD, just for that molecule. Is it a molecule? No, it's a a cannabinoid. It's a cannabinoid.
1: Is it a molecule? No, it could
3: be both. It could be both. It's a buzzkill. Yes. (laughs) So guys, uh, CBD is very relevant. We've seen it at the Expos and that. Mm. Um, In in the theme of tonight's uh, CBD topics and all, The question we want to put to use at home is, in this week's poll, should CBD be treated like THC? The options are hell no, faux show, or meh, I don't really care. Because we have seen now, between all the stuff that's going on, apparently CBD's taken a bit of a knock, because the big question has been, is CBD suddenly illegal again? Mm -hmm. And apparently Jules is saying that THC was quietly rescheduled, and no one noticed. Not many, but that's why we got Paul Michael
2: on the blowers very shortly.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, the thing about the relevance of uh, all of this, Myrtle has been in the office with the angels, you included, putting together a campaign to actually boost a bit of uh, everything to do with weed, not only CBD, for the next few weeks, because um, we truly believe it can help South Africa, mm. because it's pretty trashed out there. And there's not much of an economy around, so... um, Is Myrtle in the house? Is Myrtle around, yeah? Myrtle's in... uh, She'd better tell us, because she had a crew of a few people here today, and they're putting artwork together. And what it is, basically, is the last-ditch attempt to get this to the president to say, listen, weed can help South Africa, how about it? Myrtle, there you are, hello! Hello, hello from the couch down the
0: garden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so today was a was an incredibly intense day. I've got to just show you, these are, these are my notes from today's um, Zoom meetings. Uh, a, a crazy amount was going on. I don't think I'll ever get used to having these Zoom meetings and trying to get everybody to have their say and to put together a whole lot of ideas. And, you know, there's been this kind of malaise around everywhere as we've been adjusting to the situation. But just in the last few weeks, We've decided, no, actually, um, it's time to start shouting again. Because yeah. um, the, the CBD thing, I think, the, the announcement and the fact that it is really good news. Uh, people might be saying, ah, oh, but what about THC and uh, this, that, and that? <coughs> Generally, and speaking to everybody, the people in the know, the people who really understand um, what was published in the Government Gazette, we must remember that it is good news for we've got to write it for everything that we can. So now we've got September looming. So what do we do? Are we just going to sit here and wait to see if they change the law, which we're going to do in September? Or are we going to actually do this last, before September push and try and have our voices heard again? So we've got this whole big campaign going on and it's called cannabis can help South Africa. Yes. Because we're just telling it as it is. Because we're also getting a bit sick of people saying to us, oh yeah, but now this is where we must legalize weed. Now is the time to legalize weed. But so what are we doing about it? So it's a big call to... And the first thing that happens is we want to get 42,000 signatures on the petition. Yes. And then we're going to roll out all sorts of information to inform the government and, and um, educate them. We're going to be contacting every single government department personally with a personalized email and we've got a stakeholders list of like 150 really important people who need to know what the cannabis plant looks like to start off with. And uh, so yeah, June is going to be a really exciting month so I just thought I'd come on and speak at you for a bit about what's been going on in the somewhat boring kind of policy side of things. So the big thing is the petition, first of all. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is we need an enormous digital street team who are going to, everything that we post, we need it to be shared and to go out there. And uh, we've got the team from THCA, the Hemp and Cannabis Agency, who are helping us. We've got another social media team from Starbright in Pretoria who are also on board. Um, We have uh, our amazing, amazing, awesome uh, Fields of Green team, and um, we've got, I know that we've got a lot of lawyers and people uh, who are on our side. Paul Michael, thanks for for the support that you showed when we've been chatting. So Monday is D-Day, and it's going to be go, go, go. And uh, I'd just like to thank the team again, because I've put them under incredible amount of pressure, because we seem to be doing this at the last minute, but we're doing doing it for 30 days. We are going to bombard social media, traditional media, with this thing that cannabis can help South Africa. And really, we really need it to come in and not be over-regulated, and for the cannabis community to be able to show the government how we want to do it. And one of the ways that we can show them is by handing in 42,000 petition signatures. Yes. And this is, we must always remember, like you guys were chatting earlier, This is not just any petition, because you'll see on social media, there's been people writing articles, and excuse the dog, um, writing articles saying, oh, what do these petitions do anyway? And I couldn't agree more. And a vast petition has never changed the world. Mm. Neither has a change.org, neither has some cigarette petition. Where's it got us? Cigarettes are still illegal. This is a petition that is verified by the Department of Home Affairs. Mm. So we have a Home Affairs plugin on that petition, which is uh, which is uh, stored on a secure German server. So your ID number is safe. Nobody's had their ID number le- leaked in seven years. Mm. So that's the message to get out about the petition, because it is the cornerstone of this campaign. And then the whole campaign, at the end, will be a letter to the President, the p- Finance Minister, and the 22 government departments that have to listen to us. Mm. So this is basically what we're going to say in the letter. We're going to say, dear Mr. President, please allow us to show you how stash cannabis, whichever the demographic is, can help South Africa in these challenging times. Please allow us to cultivate, trade, and use this plant as we have done for hundreds of years. Please stop the SAPS as harassing us, arresting us, and locking us up in cages so that's going to be the just very direct very um in your face mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be no holds barred because we've been shouting for 10 years we've had enough but it's also going to be very polite and very eloquent so that's what we can look forward to at the end of the campaign is the culmination of the whole thing so yeah thanks for giving me a bit of time on the show and i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it
2: Thank you, Myrtle, sure. Um, uh, Myrtle, we got John Veet on the line. John Veet's in from Barcelona. He's waving away. So that's pretty cool. We've got a massive article in the Canamo, in um, the ca- this month's Canamo. There's like 7,000 okay. words wow. about South African weed, and we had multiple interviews in Barcelona, and that's out now in English and Spanish, so that's a school. That's amazing. So, yeah, there's good. been lots going on. Um, Scott Russell, Good evening um azra jones is on the isle of mull in scotland wow isle of mull (laughs) 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 you know where the isle of mull is that's a hell of a place i used to go there when i was a kid good hello good marcel hello from vietnam
1: again yay
2: selila from cape town hell of a thing there, Mark Munsami. this is another subject we'll get to eventually. Why do they still test for cannabis for pre-employment if cannabis is legal? Mark, the short answer is it's not legal yet, the, the rules haven't changed, the laws haven't changed mm. and nothing is in line with the constitutional judgement of Zondo yet, there's lots of things in the background that need to catch up. It's a massive subject for another day, yeah. it's a pain, it's one of our inboxes mostly. It's an awful, awful thing. The, the piss testing it hasn't happened in lockdown because nobody's at work. Yeah. But uh, generally speaking, it really is one of those horrible grey areas of stuff. You know, it's always ugly. It's
3: always like it's not just the piss test. It's the piss test, and there's probably an issue at work that the piss test. There's a used reason the test is call called off, yeah. it's a custody battle. But ideally, we also we have this dilemma. Maybe someone shouldn't be doing a grand dab and then driving a truck. Right. Maybe there are connotations, but you know, yeah. be discreet, dude. That's why we call it responsible adult juice. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, John Veed says it's only in Spanish and only in print. The Canamo at the moment. Okay. So hold on, hold,
3: hold on. Ay <laughs> caramba!
2: So, in Spanish. We were saying that there's not much going on in weed world. There's a lot of busts going on. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some cut going on with the cops in Table View. They're actually putting out on Facebook that they will give people money for snitching people up.
1: Yep. yep. Table View Fair cops. A letter. Thank yeah. you for that, Hilton. Appreciate Hilton it.
2: sent one through. They're now asking people to snitch everybody up. The snitch issue is <sighs> driving
3: me mental. It
1: alcoholics, is. Alcoholics.
3: Fucking alcoholics.
2: Especially now
1: that, they're, that they put in writing in this note that they will pay money. Upon successful conviction. So there's people like now, now who oh, are starving on, and hungry and Successful jobless. conviction,
2: is that all? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just for bringing the dude I in. Know,
1: I know, on conviction. Oh,
2: I, no.
3: I, the thing is, so what you're saying is our broke ass government, mm. broke ass government, is now skillet going to give us all IOUs for everyone we <laughs> knock on. And maybe in 20, 30 years, once there's a new scheme to hand mm. all these dispensations out, well, we get 420 bucks for knocking.
1: But then think about this also, <laughs> 9 times out of 10 that knocking is going to result in fuck all because the cops are going to come, they're going to freak you out, they're going to beat you up, they're going to steal your money, they're going to take your weed. You've installed cameras because you've got brains and you've recorded all of this, right? And the case gets thrown out of court.
2: There's seventeen 79- Then
1: you sue for unlawful arrest and you make like 20, 30, 40, 50,000 rand. But you're suing us. That's the, I know, no, not anymore.
3: It's still, it's always us, in the, no matter how convoluted they make the system, I know we sue the cop, we sue the, the brigadier, we sue mm. the Becky. Taylor. The arresting
1: officer is the person who's mm. not personally liable. They say personally liable, this oak's got fuck all as oh it no, is. Oh no, salary's probably going to be docked.
3: <laughs> yeah, fuck, the fuck the all as it life. is. We History. all pay in the mm. end. The, uh, but ultimately, the bottom
2: line, this was a snitch. There's guys growing in a townhouse complex. There were 70 plants, which means nothing. <laughs> they could be that. They
3: could yeah, be autos. Yeah, realistically. I mean,
2: realistically, they, it doesn't matter how many there are. The visuals of 79 of my plants, like two-metre-high sativas, is different. Mm. But 79 plants Little means clients. nothing. They found some dried weed. But the bottom line is those people are allowed to do that. If there was 20 grand in cash on the kitchen table, whoa, shit starts happening. Ooh, yeah. Especially in our life with the lawyers and stuff. When mm. we cook. If there's cash like that, then oh, fuck. But if there's no cash and there's just weed, no Tableview no police no are no totally babies. out of control. They yep. all, Ask Jeremy Acton about all of those dudes up in that, that, that north side of Cape Town. It's always... Russ
1: Warren says Karen is the mayor of Tableview. <laughs> <laughs> now no, you can
3: burn Russ yellow. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Um, oh, man. Hey Mary Lou, good evening. Yeah, mojo.
1: Robert Henry, Chris J, Sac- uh, Chris from Sacred Seeds as well. He says we're allowed to grow legally in private, but the seeds are illegal, so does that make your private crop illegal? We'll take that on to um, <laughs> poor Michael just now when we chat to him.
3: Yeah, so I think it's this weird area of a yes but not yes answer. Mm. South Africa has many paradoxes with things like this. Yeah have you um when was the last time you did the cbd write-up was that last week's
2: or was that even the week before now because i've been last
3: week or the week before as a blog post yeah yeah but you did one first yeah i did one
2: i did one totally cynically because i'm sick of the (laughs) (laughs) the same because bottom line is two weeks ago if you had the cbd in your cupboard it was cool Mm -hmm. but technically now you should really hand it into to the police because it's, it's prescription medicine. Yeah. yeah. So we've had lots of emails, we've had lots of people that are freaking out, there's people in bondage store with their imports, there's people on the High Street with bottles that are now too big or too small or too what. So it's a total And mm-hmm. uh, Last week we had to cancel because of all sorts of sort of C-word problems we had all over the place. We dropped it last week and we we're going to have Paul Michael on, but just as Paul Michael was due to be on last week, all of this news started dropping about yeah. Sapra basically being on the ball, eh?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, they are on time. There was no lapse of anything. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're on it, it which on is another Friday good and thing. On
1: Monday, everything was out. And... So
2: it's kind of fortuitous that we did cancel last week because it gave uh, Paul Michael time to collect his thoughts as well because it is quite complex about what is going on. They're making it complex. Um, Anthony Rees is watching but he can't zoom in at the moment so we're hoping to get Anthony from the TNHA because he's been in court for the last two days mm. dealing with the CBD scheduling but CBD is part of this huge picture of complementary medicine so they've been in court for the last two years and, and this was the main one and he was very very upbeat about it it'll probably be appealed uh, the world and that will go on and on and on as well as usual but um, he was upbeat. I wish he was here to talk about it. But we do have Paul Meitel waiting in the wings to... Um... Oh, no, here is Anthony. Anthony is right there. Anthony, come on in.
5: How's it going? Can you hear
2: me clearly? We yeah, can. Listen. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we'll, we'll see you in a moment. Uh, but we can yeah, hear no you fine. Let's just listen to him if, if his signal's bad. So, Anthony, um, um, really good to see you. I'm glad your wireless is back. He did sound upbeat yesterday when I spoke to you. Uh, are you still upbeat?
5: No, most certainly. Um, our, our case was very uh, straightforward. It was uh, it was put uh, very well by our advocates. We were very happy with the work that was done in the port over the uh, last two days. Um, we basically have had an issue for the last two years with the minister and the cipher over regulating all natural health products. Um, where the regulators has tried to bring in this sort of catch-all regulatory scheme for anything that has health-giving properties, including any animal, mineral, or vegetable, literally. And um, the Medicines Act is very prescriptive. It says that a medicine is only a thing that is to treat uh, or prevent disease or symptoms. It, it's got nothing to do with products that actually benefit health. And... Um, in the past, since 2017, the regulator has tried to expand its ambit to bring new products into its its jurisdiction, which, which quite honestly, we believe it doesn't have the jurisdiction to mm-hmm. regulate. Uh, the the um, parliament never intended for this act to regulate these types of things, but mm-hmm. was uh, intended to regulate uh, from 1965 in the beginning. We look at Hansard records of Parliament up until the day the Medicines Act was, was gazetted. It talked about the registration of patent drugs. It had nothing to do with all these other things that the software are now trying to grab into their hand. Mm. Um, so we've taken the complementary medicines regulations up um, on review. Um, we brought that review up about two years ago. It's been a paper law fair up until now, and uh, in the last two days, we sat down in court and we argued our case.
0: And we just hope it lands on the side of freedom of choice for people in this country to
5: continue to access natural health products without overzealous regulation, requiring all sorts of licenses for companies and the distribution chain or the value chain to to jump huge hurdles uh, to get there, which basically... Uh, only favors pharmaceutical companies to be honest right um, and yes. would, and would whittle away the public's choice of these kinds of products because they would be removed from the market well not, well, not removed sorry not removed um, from uh, no the zealous regulator going out there and ripping things off the shelves but companies just withdrawing
1: voluntarily because they can't it's not worth it yeah but mm-hmm. hasn't yet even registered a
5: single natural health product although it is requiring every com- company to register it is absolutely patently ridiculous and it's it's sad that last week, Friday CBD was yanked into this complementary medicine scheme
2: Right, you,
5: um, and is going to suffer the same fate and so it's quite synchronous that, that this happened just before the poor case and... Um, We've been chatting to various CBD, people in the CBD industry this afternoon, this very afternoon at 4 o'clock, and we will be taking the matter further.
2: Good. So when you started this a couple of years ago, Anthony, was CBD part of the the, the package or has CBD now become part of it due to SAPRA rescheduling it? Yeah, look, CBD was never part of the complementary medicines package at all. It right. It was always a... Very highly scheduled
5: substance and you know, illicit, dangerous, uh, yeah, substance. <laughs> right. It, it was a natural health product, really, which it is, which was bad. Um, and then we had some some victory last year where we managed to um, secure the right for, for CBD to be sold uh, without prescription and without having a company having to go and register. And license itself to, to purvey CB, CBD under certain conditions, but at the uh, on the 15th of May, that 12-month exemption expired. It lapsed for a for a period of days, and um, about a week later, the uh, government gazette came out with CBD being rescheduled now into uh, a category called Schedule Nought. It's still on the ladder of schedules, which means that every company that manufactures, imports, uh, wholesales, retails, etc., will have to have the requisite pharmaceutical licensing in place to do so. Um, and this puts a major stumbling block before the industry. Um, a lot of the industry is simply not ready for this. It's going to cost millions of grants to get compliance at the standard. And it's going to lock a lot of people and the industry out of the market.
2: So, this, whole, so this, tw- the, this last 12 months that they've put a hold on everything, what was the point of that? Because now people have spent millions setting themselves up on the high street to mm-hmm. be told that you're not allowed to do that unless you've got a doctor in the house. CBD is now not doctor-free, yeah? It, you have to have a doctor well, listen, to get it. I mean, scheduling
5: is something that a, a regulator does. Uh, in order to to protect the public from substances that have some inherent risk, so the higher the schedule goes, supposedly the risk is higher. The the Cyber have not demonstrated one single iota of scientific evidence to show that the new scheduling status um, has has necessitated has been necessitated by any risk. So for the last 12 months, they've, they've had no communication with the industry, no transparency over how they came to this conclusion of putting it into Schedule Zero complementary And these are honestly things we are now going to be honest in for them to, to uh, reveal the record of decision making in this regard, because we believe it's patently false how they've made these assumptions.
2: Completely. Now, you've been in court, you were a day and a half in the virtual Pretoria High Court, it seemed to go quite well, both sides argued, so now presumably you're waiting for a decision, for a judgment, yeah?
5: That's correct, and a judgment could be anything from a few weeks to a few months. Um, obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's a very technical case, we dealt with it on constitutional principles, we dealt with it on, on, uh, on procedural irregularities, we dealt with uh, unlawfulness, uh, we dealt with so many things. The, the case had about seven very strong apex arguments and legs on it. And we're hoping that one, two or three of those legs are strong enough to knock this thing out of the body
2: All right. But but the bottom line is two weeks ago, if you were selling CBD in a health shop as an essential item, it's different this week. Yeah, It has, it has changed. There is a scheduling involved in it now. It, it starts from now, I Absolutely. believe. Right.
5: Absolutely. No, it's not business as usual for the companies anymore. Um, we're getting some of the larger companies uh, have woken up to this and are already writing letters to the suppliers and saying, do you have the requisite licensing in place to be a manufacturer or an importer or a distributor or a wholesaler? And and they're nervous. They don't want to carry products that haven't been through a, yeah. a uh, normalized pharmaceutical uh, chain. Well, I cannot... Uh, uh, um,
2: I can only imagine how long the waiting list to do that is. How, that, that must be, I, I don't even want to know. It must be years.
5: Well, it's taken some companies between seven, you know, speaking to our members across the country that have been dealing with natural health products who have put in applications. We know people that have put in applications back in 2011 <laughs> and still haven't even had a courtesy phone from the regulator to say, can we come and have a look at your place so we can license We've got the evidence of this. I mean, we've got we've got the uh, we've got the bank transfer mm. proof. We've got the uh, application uh, uh, sort of what, what could you say the the um, counter remittances from the uh, registered post saying that the applications went off, and uh, even the acknowledgements of receipt. And nothing has happened. And I mean, I just don't know how the Cypress is going to do it. They've got sixteen thousand pharmaceutical drugs in the backlog that they're trying to get through, historical <laughs> back then. Um, And
1: yet they're too busy and focused and on going to raid 10, healers. Yeah, the, the, yeah.
5: pharmaceutical drugs. These, these are like, you know, life-saving drugs that we need. You know, most of our, doc- our hospitals and doctors are prescribing, you know, life-saving medicines that are three, four generations old. You Madness. Know, you're not getting the normal stuff through here.
2: Madness. Um,
5: and, and, and yet they're chasing after people selling cbd and vitamin c it's ridiculous
2: right well myrtle's on the thread there and she says on it she makes the point that the cbd oaks are facing a few hurdles and it'll be character building and maybe um we're all on the same side now because all of a sudden, it's back in the same thing. CBD has been prohibited, and we're in the game of prohibition, so maybe we can... Uh, maybe they'll join up with the, the Bad Boy THC group.
1: Like, we got your backs, guys. <laughs>
2: we got your backs on yeah.
1: all of it. We got your backs. That's back. it. One family. Anthony, uh,
2: Anthony... Go um, ahead. One of
5: the things we... One of the things we are going to do now is we're going to we're going to u- utilise Paja and the fire Act uh, as a first primary step, and we're going to ask these guys, you know, what scientific rationale have you relied on to to bring out these capricious limits? Um, where where did you? How on earth did you set 0.01 0.01% of THC in CBD? <laughs> you know, show us the science. they the, the, the regulator prides itself, even in court, as being a science based regulatory body. And it talks about it making its decisions on the current science. Well, quite honestly, we're not seeing that
2: science. Yeah, that's, that's it. Incredible. Well, Anthony, it's been great catching up with you fortuitously. You've had a very, very busy week, and you had all your shareholders' meetings today. I'm glad it's going well, and I'm, I'm glad that there's like a consortium of people at it because you're much more powerful as a team. We found that out long ago. Um, we watch with interest. What we're going to do now, you can hang there, you can be with us for all evening if you want. You don't have to go anywhere. But what I'm going to do now is bring Paul Michael Keitel in from Schindler's Attorneys, who's um, he's no stranger to Fields of Green for All in the Docker Couple, but he's yeah. certainly a stranger to the Hotbox Show. Yeah. Yeah, 134 episodes later, and Paul Michael is visiting us in lockdown in uh, Santon somewhere. Good evening, Paul Michael.
6: How are you, everybody?
2: Yo, it's hey. good to
6: see you, man. Oh, I think I think it took the stress of lockdown breaking my mind for me to agree to come onto the hot fox show.
1: <laughs> OK, well... <laughs> also, we, you didn't have to come and be on the actual couch. <laughs> yeah, ba-
2: baby steps here. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you on the couch at some point, but that means that then, you know, there's all of these... COVID I mean C word joints oh. running around. We don't we don't know what to do about passing joints anymore.
1: No no we've got alcohol wipes for the bong. We get small we because can roll our you own soul, you put saliva on the paper, don't you know? Big time. Yeah, yeah. but we, watch with the alcohol because when you dope, you also put saliva on the bottle.
2: Oh hey look we yeah. could go on it and I'd, for uh, Earl <laughs> Lewis is watching, my old friend Earl, hello Brew, Marco Meyer, the full spectrum family. There's a whole bunch of people from around the world tonight. There are. PM, thank you so much for joining us. Um, You've obviously been listening into Anthony's Week. Uh, You concur with most of it. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about it. But first of all, we've got an an inbox full of people that are quite jumpy about all of this because they see it as um, just the word scheduling. They don't like the word scheduling, but they don't read the Gazette and they don't go into the rabbit hole of it. And the bottom line is, this is all the the Medicines Act that has been going through this week. So, could you explain to us what THC's doing in the Medicines Act and how everything this week will affect us going forward with THC? Because THC is, we've got a fan club full of THC tonight, you do understand.
6: Go on. All right, well, the medicines Act, as you know only deals with medicines the, the, our, our biggest problem to date has been this um, sneaky drugs act so what the medicines act has now done you, you'll recall because we've gone through all of this that the medicines act always referred to dronabinol now dronabinol was a very specific class of thc wasn't it? put into a little bottle that I think if you go back in the history, South Africa, well, South Africa their the apartheid government used to produce a lot of it and ship it overseas, but um, not allow us to use it. Anyway, dronabinol was Schedule 6, which was an acknowledgement that in certain formulations, cannabis has some medicinal value. Uh, what they've now done is they've deleted the reference to dronabinol and they've replaced it with THC. So all that this is really saying is that um, We are acknowledging that THC in certain forms might have um, medicinal benefits. So if you can clear all of the red tape and compound it and get it through all of the tests and pass all of the pharmacists and register it with SACRA, then that's a Schedule 6 medicine. So that's what THC is now doing in the Medicines Act. It has nothing to do with your ability to sit at home and smoke weed your personal and private space, that's that's untouched by this change to the medicines act. And
2: the the fact that they call it THC and not cannabis means that they see it as two completely different things. One's One's an isolated compound and one's a plant. And does that mean they're not interested in cannabis anymore?
6: So they are not acknowledging cannabis, the whole plant or any part thereof, as a medicine. They're acknowledging one of the active pharmaceutical ingredients out of cannabis, as a medicine, so look. I mean, it's 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 a step forward for medicine. It doesn't it doesn't get in your way or in the way of your rights to self-medicate with cannabis. Um, what it does get in the way of is your ability to purchase um, the medicine in order to self-medicate. Because yeah, it, as you all know, there is no cannabis industry proper at this stage.
2: Right. So, and what do you you think the reason is that they dropped it from Schedule 7 to Schedule 6 in the Medicines Act? What what is their long game on that?
6: No, they they didn't actually drop it. What they did was Schedule 7 didn't refer to Dronabinol or THC. It referred to what we used to, the Drugs Act reference, cannabis, the whole plant. Oh, oh. They've taken that out because it seems that SACRA has finally woken up to the fact that they're not going to regulate the growing of the cannabis plant, they're going to regulate what you do with it. So what medicines you're going to make out of it and what schedules those medicines fall in. But they technically ought not to be, um, or to have any say over, for example, the growing of industrial hemp, because you can remember this absurdity that we've discussed at length about how Sopra and the Department of Health are handing out hemp research permits for people who want to who want to grow their own cannabis or knit their own hemp socks. Yeah. Removing that reference from Schedule 7 means that the growing of cannabis is going to possibly be an agricultural concern and have nothing to do with Sopra. Well, um,
2: the way I see it is it gets a little bit stickier than that because it seems they're taking a lead from America where there's two types of CBD now. One of them is you can ingest and one of them you can't because one of them's from hemp. And the other one's from marijuana. Are we going to see that here?
6: No, not not quite, but but reasonably close. You know, you said that I've had a week to gather my thoughts around this um, amendment. That's not to say that I know it backwards or understand it fully, but but to the best of my understanding, um, hemp is hemp, CBD, as the active pharmaceutical ingredient, if it's going to fall into any of the schedules in the medicines act, will still be regulated by Sakura. So there, there is no CBD other than that which you grow and consume at home that falls outside of, of the medicines act.
2: I see. So what I think what Myrtle and I really, really want to know is, is it is all of this going to make all of our jobs a lot easier for THC? Is, it, is this a breakthrough that they've now, it's irrefutable medicine. It cannot not be medicine anymore. Surely that's good.
6: That, that, is, that is good from a, you know, from breaking the stigma, from starting to acknowledge what is and what we've known for, for decades, despite what government thought, but you've still got this pesky reference in the Drugs Act. The Drugs Act still makes cannabis the whole plant or any part thereof illegal. Um, Yes, we have the 2018 Constitutional Court judgment, but that doesn't allow you to sell cannabis or cannabis products. Right. So it is indeed a step in the right direction, but until we see a mirror amendment to the Drugs Act or a deletion of a reference in the Drugs Act, um, we've only got half of the puzzle actually completed.
2: Well, we're getting fields of green for all. We're getting a little bit edgy that there is absolutely no public participation. There's no, there's nothing out there to get our teeth into. It's like whatever they're doing, if they are doing it, they're doing it extremely untrans transparently, which is, you know, that's their modus operandi. Have you seen anything? Have you heard anything?
6: We've all seen that leaked cannabis bill, which is only reactive to the judgment as to whether there's going to be an amendment to the Drugs Act or a standalone bill that actually allows for a cannabis industry. We don't know. Um, there hasn't been much word for government other than the, the tweets of uh, Twitter and Boweni. But um, in terms of the law, they only actually have to invite public participation when they publish something. Um Now, we're all very excited about this um, deadline at the end of the year, but you'll recall that the Constitutional Court judgment didn't say that parliament needs to create a cannabis industry. It just says that it needs to enable personal and private use.
2: Right.
6: So, firstly, if if, if there's going to be a cannabis industry, it's, it's parliamentary prerogative, for one. And there is no mandate from the constitutional court, and therefore there is no deadline. So as to the creation of a cannabis industry, they can drag their feet for as long as they like unless we take them back to court. Again.
2: Unless we do. Shuddered the thought, but hey, um, we always knew it was going to be a long haul, 10 years down the hatch so far. Well,
1: uh, we, I see that uh, Sacred Seeds is asking, they're saying, but the CBD seeds are illegal to buy, so you, you can't grow your own seedlings. <laughs> The seed story. The
6: what seed about story. Seeds we need to know Michael, about, what seeds? about seeds. I a, a really good buddy who has some seeds anyway, and is willing to share those with you. But but yes, the the trade in cannabis seeds is a sticky one because there's this paradox of having to know somebody who is breaking the law prior to the judgment, or then having to break the law in order to enforce your constitutional rights. It's absolutely crazy and. I don't think it was intended by the Constitutional Court. They just overlooked it. I think if you could go back to the Constitutional Court justices and say, um, how are people supposed to get their hands on seeds to exercise their Constitutional Court rights? Surely they can buy them. They would, they would say, oh yes, we didn't think of that. Surely you can yeah, buy
1: them. They don't know our industry as much as we do. It's not. They're not embedded in it. They don't think about the things like that, the small... You're saying the bench of nine don't grow? Maybe they don't. <laughs>
2: well, I'm sure they've got a child or a grandchild that does. Well, they do now. <laughs> Have you had, you, you, uh, you're you locked down with some of your uh, gardening handiwork, I presume, PM. Have you had a, a, a harvest to keep you going? Yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it
6: wasn't the most impressive harvest. Last year's was a lot more impressive, but uh, you know, I, I'm slowly potting away at it. I've got uh, some casual CBD in this pen of mine which is uh, right. taking away the stress on occasion, so I'm good I'm good.
2: Excellent Well it's good to see your face on the hot hotbox uh, maybe one day we're going to get you on the couch as well, it'll be We've got people lining up for the couch. Um, Anthony, I want to come back to you a moment about the edible and inedible CBD stuff. I've got a friend with... as an activist friend in Mexico. It's her pet subject is the way that the FDA is messing with CBD now because you're not allowed to eat if if it came from the hemp plant because that's an industrial product. Is that here? Does that... Any of that... Have you heard of any of that in all the halls that you walk down? Because that's lunacy.
5: Uh. God, i telling you, we, we're fighting this one tooth and nail, ongoing with the Department of uh, Health's Food Control Directorate. Um, those guys are the ones who regulate foods in this country, foodstuffs and beverages and cosmetics and disinfectants. <laughs> Crazy batch of, uh, of products, but of it, products. It's an archaic 1974 law that they administer and... These guys are are basically saying they haven't approved CBD as an
2: additive to foods. Therefore, it is illegal to to have in food or beverages. So they've taken... Mm, mm, I know.
3: Oh, what a pity. Yeah. What are all the okay. dogs in the sand and going to do without their anxiety dog biscuits now?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got tons of products sitting in state warehouses, cannot get past Port Health um, because Food Control Director basically put their foot down and said, no, not acceptable. Yeah. So in yeah. the inquiries that we made, we've received the most bizarre answer. From some of the bureaucrats in that department, like, you know, how dare you put this this terrible uh, uh, cannabis in, in children's sweets? You know, you <laughs> a the type of it's a drug It's okay, and and nobody there is budging. It is unbelievable.
2: Well, as Myrtle said earlier on in the show, the, the, the spinal push to get something done with Cyril and say, listen, we're in deep shit here. Cannabis can help South Africa. They, they have to just it's almost as if anything that's in bonded store they have to go hey just bring it in and let's get some money made yeah. and turn over this economy something has to give it's, 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 it's lunacy that people have put so much time and effort into it and now it's all getting washed down the toilet with a, a quick stroke of a pen hectic yeah.
6: jules can I, can I jump
2: in yeah sure paul michael you know it's
6: just it's just worthwhile remembering that sapra is this weird um, entity that is only partially funded by government. Um, their very existence relies on them reaping in all of the various license fees. So they're in this weird hybrid situation where they're supposed to be taking care of the legitimate concerns of people who want quality medicine, but they want to now name absolutely everything medicine in order so that they can collect the license fees and, and put on strict laws and say you can't sell that until we have licensed it. And that also probably explains the backlog that Anthony is talking about because they've already collected the license fees. The administration fee is sitting in the bank account and they've got no impetus to actually get to the admin of of licensing all of these things that that are subject to application. (laughs)
2: it gets worse and worse so the bottom line Paul Paul Michael the bottom line is this week as of now if you're selling CBD products on the high street in your health shop then you need some different license this week
6: not quite not Not quite quite. because because remember those those CBD so what happened last year Anthony's very well aware of this they they released that government because they've noticed and what they did was they actually exempted CBD from the schedules of the act. So it wasn't scheduled at all. It was it, it was in purgatory, as it were. But then they they, they backtracked and they, they said, although in terms of the Medicines Act, we have excluded something from the operation of the Medicines Act, you still need a license from us to sell it, which of course was a circular legal nonsense, which I think is why they've now... Scheduled CBD as Schedule Zero, or CBD below that that 600 milligram a month or 20 milligram a day threshold. But what the provisions of complementary medicine and Schedule Zero say is that you can sell it in a storefront, so you don't need a license to sell the CBD. So those pop-up stores are actually okay as long as their CBD meets those or is below those thresholds. It's the... Grower and the manufacturer and the wholesaler and the distributor that require the licences in terms of the act. So uh. it's not cause for panic for the people who are sitting with the stock and the mm. stores that they want to sell them from.
1: I see. I don't need a licence to retail. So like but the shop that my son works at,
6: doesn't is know it's fine. Times so that's not to say that they don't decide to raid and confiscate everything and then try to charge you criminally. Sure. Um,
2: it's always good talking to you, PM. You've got a way of saying it. I've, I feel as if I've, I know more now than I've read the Gazette ten times. Anthony and I have talked at length about it, but there's something that just clicked there.
1: When you put it into, like, yeah, layman's I, terms, it really helps.
2: You know, we, we've got a lot of friends and supporters and um, affiliate companies they are selling CBD products all over South Africa, and they're, they're edgy. They want to know. But mm-hmm. if, they're the, if they're the end user... the 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 end retailer then i think uh, listening to this later on during the week when they pick it up they're going to be a lot less agitated
3: as long as their supply chain's legit because also i'm not what i'm seeing a big lack of in the cbd market is i'm not seeing these certificates that show the the source of origin and the independent analysis and who's who's the farmer yeah i'm not seeing the seal of approval Mm. From the distributors or anything like that, even though it's all completely kind of gray still the CBD thing um, Back at the
2: beginning <coughs> the plant suticles, mm. yeah, It says on here as a message for myrtle But this is all CBD growing in the towel. This is all one batch It's all batched in it's all been tested. They're on it. So yeah. there are people doing it under the radar mm. Essentially that's an illegal product now I presume
1: not if the CBD falls below the prescribed... Um... That was another thing. Um, the the
2: shop that your son works at, they've got they CBD. Go. Oh, sorry, PM, am I right in saying that you're not allowed to have a big bottle of CBD now? Haven't they changed the size of the bottle or something stupid?
6: Um, what they've done was, in the last in the last government gazette, they spoke about 20 milligram daily dose. So mm. Somebody might have like a 20-liter bottle and say, well, I'm going to divide it into... 20 milligram daily doses, what they now say is that the product can't contain more than 600 milligrams of CBD, which is 30 times 20 milligrams, so a month's worth of 20 milligram doses. So, yeah, you you mustn't have more than 600 milligrams, and presumably you must then also have a little um, um, bit of writing on your bottle or a little message saying that you must not consume more than 20 milligrams a day, because you know, everybody listens to.
2: And uh, back to you, Anthony, that must be causing havoc in your world. All of the people that are doing everything in your industry, that must be complete, it's nuts.
0: Well,
5: generally, you know, it's, there's, there's almost, for compliance within complementary medicine, for all the companies to to get their licensing in place, there's been a sort of a, a six-month moratorium where com- companies can. Get the licensing in place, but like I said earlier, the the tedious and expensive process of getting these licenses is going to eliminate a lot of people from Mm. continuing to 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 sell. Um, You know, also you have to take into account when you you obtain these kinds of licenses, whether it's to manufacture, import, distribute, or or or, um, wholesale. You now need to be pharmaceutically licensed. I don't think people quite understand all that. I'm actually putting a position paper um, quite soon, which will explain all the technical details of what is required. For instance, one of the requirements is that you have a pharmacist working full-time for your company as the responsible person. And that person is the one who signs off on all the paperwork and becomes the de facto CEO of your company as the interface with Government.
2: Well that's a hell you of a know. that's a hell of an overhead.
1: Yeah.
5: Absolutely. You know, a a regulatory pharmacist who who knows their stuff, I mean, a normal pharmacist off the street who's been working in a, in a in a community pharmacy really doesn't have the know how in this uh, as much as the people are, that are trained in this. Uh, you're looking at a salary of sort of seventy thousand rand and up a month mm-hmm. is sort of the Boeing rate? Um, and that person's basically going to sit in your office with your CBD twiddling his thumbs for the mm-hmm.
1: That's going to bring up the <laughs> price of the product and then everyone's the going to complain because it's so expensive.
5: The law, the, the law says that pharmacist has to be at your premises at all times for inspection. So if they come, the pharmacist, the RP is not there, you, you, you've got some serious answering to do. Sure. Um, bear in mind, if you breach if if you, if you any of these... Uh, conditions under the Medicines Act, you you face criminal sanction of a 10-year prison sentence. What? Um, Yeah, up to 10 years in prison, so, you know, it's (coughs) criminalised, should you not have that license in
2: place. Anthony, we're going to watch with interest. I think I'm going to leave it at that for the CBD bit. It was great having you in. It got a bit glitchy here and there, but I'm glad you got all your wireless back. we watch with interest, good luck with everything. Now you know what it's like being in a high court. It's tense, huh? It's not pleasant at all. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very stressful mm-hmm. world in there. So well done for doing two days in the belly of the beast and um, we'll catch up with you again on the Hotbox show. Thank you so much, man. It's been
1: enlightening, thank you so much. Thanks, cheers,
2: bye. Cheers. So, PM, there it is. We got two horses' mouths tonight in one show. That was such an epic yeah. thing. So, um, we, we feel, I feel completely privileged that I just managed to score 38 minutes free legal advice from Schindler's <laughs> That's just we that did got it. two birds in the <laughs> head. Eh?
1: <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Is everybody frozen?
2: I think it all froze. No, it didn't. PM party shots. Um, you mentioned earlier on that um, if we have to go back to court. The bottom line is we have to hustle them somehow. And this thing you heard of, um, yeah, I thought something had gone down there. Yeah.
3: We've lost.
1: uh, You seem to have lost, our guest. for a second. Let me take the gap then.
3: So in the spirit of all that, guys, there's a lot going on with CBD, THC. But at the end of the day, should CBD be treated the same as THC? This week's poll's answers are hell no, faux show, or meh. I don't care. I
2: don't care. (laughs)
3: yeah shit it's complicated they made it that way it's
2: pretty it hectic it ah oh, there we
1: go Hello. They're back.
2: that was a weird drop i don't know what happened there so Pim, i don't know whether you got my the, the the last of that um we're very very grateful for having such um a lengthy chat and some really really epic legal advice free on the interwebs on the hotbox show we're we're absolutely delighted we managed to catch up yeah. with you
6: um so, all that i said in response jules was that you You've had years of free legal advice. What's thirty
1: eight minutes? <laughs> <laughs> hey listen, we appreciate every second, you know that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um
2: actually come to think of it he's absolutely right yeah we did get a we did get an email well, probably just before lockdown for 28 rand for disbursements or something. <laughs> so but the legal advice we always got free it's the faxes that cost the money it's the faxes yeah and that the but cool and you know um I'm on record in the early days of not having a good attitude towards the the law, legalities. I've been in the underground all my life, and the law and everything I've treated with total disdain. It's because of people like Paul Michael and the crew at Schindler's. It's totally changed around the way that I look Mm. at the law and the people who deal in it. They're a fascinating bunch. I really enjoy your thread on Facebook, PM. I don't get involved too much on any of it. I watch, But today's was a classic about the church... The, ch- the Church of Cannabis, I mean, are you doing it? Are, are, can we expect an invite to Samson the weekend after next?
6: I, I may not be limited to cannabis. I mean, it, it might be the, the Church of. Um, Gentile? For example, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody's <laughs> already suggested the sacred poiki. Unlike you know, the Pastafarians who wear the colander the on their head, I think the poiki might be a little bit too heavy. But, <laughs> Look it out as we go along, you know, um, religions take 2,000 years to establish themselves, you know, they start off as a cult and then all of a sudden, uh, you
2: know. Alright, well if you if it's a cult you're after, I'm your man, I'll be around there like a shot, So okay. basically
1: what you're saying is you've got to just evade jail time long enough to convince people that your cult is actually a religion? Yeah.
6: Cool, I'm done. Maybe so, but I imagine that inside prison is probably a good place to start a cult as well, so...
1: Yeah, no, Yeah.
2: God forbid. <laughs> right, well, there's, um, I think there's less and less stoners around the country do, being in prison, mm. pretty much for all the hard work you guys have been doing for the last seven years. Big time. And it has changed a lot. If, we, if this had been going down three years ago and we were still getting arrested for weed and weed and weed and weed and the alcohol and the, it would have been a totally different mm. world. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun watching Prohibition come into regular people's lounges now. Uh, you maybe heard the anecdote of our, uh, our friend's mother was driving around with the vodka wrapped up in the yoga mat, you know, and it's like all of a sudden, real life, honest to God, normal working people are criminals. It's a fascinating, it's, it's like we've got this
3: hard and fast um, uh, uh, petri dish of it basically yeah. Yeah, it's weird i said this last week i'll say it again this week it's like people are starting to smuggle their brandy and their their rothmans inside their weed
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking forward to seeing how many people actually turn around and sue the police for unlawful arrest for oh. all of the unlawful arrests that have already taken place and that will continue to take place sue us John. sure no <laughs> ah. We need to find a way to make it more, like really accessible for people to be able to sue for unlawful arrest. Like this is my new passion, Paul.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, we've got that's another whole can mm. of worms. We have got two other advocates dealing with two other different scenarios. This is Mr. Mm. Trial of the Plant. We we're ready and loaded, but we haven't got the thought of it's just like oh But hey, if it's virtual, it sounds like a breeze. Anthony Reese did it all virtually. He didn't smell all this uh, all the, he didn't smell the defence. He was on yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Paul Michael, parting shots. Thank you very much for joining us on Hotbox Show. It took a, it took 134 weeks, and I'm glad I'm patient. It yeah. was great.
1: It was amazing. Thank it was you. It was pleasure to join you guys. Thanks so much. Have a
2: great evening. Thank you, you PM. Super duper. Um, my old friend, Wig, is watching from Europe. I think he's oh, in London. It. Wig, I haven't oh, seen wow. you for a long time, my brew. Uh, Wig, uh, he was one of the stalwarts of the 90s trance scene. He used to play electric guitar with a whole bunch of mixing going on in the background long oh, before anyone had even thought about it. And he's still doing muso stuff in the UK. Sure. Uh, we're Masa Kinners Willem Masson, Besselar Hendrix. He's in the house.
1: We've got Ricky Stone on YouTube. He yeah. says there's uh, 234,000 arrests for lockdown violations so far.
2: There you go. Ricky, uh, mm-hmm. I thought i would see you in the background there. Yeah. Uh, that was a cool piece. Ricky's He's basically he's positioned positioned himself last year as the go-to dude for CBD. Yeah, you want to check his inbox? <laughs> it's yeah. fucking out there. People are it's sickling because he's at that like you know Goodleaf and all the big boys that are all yeah. climbing into the to the huge huge value chain. They're not selling the stuff on the shelves. It's like he deals with the farms and shit. And I'm glad to have all those guys on board, Ricky. Now, as Myrtle says, Mm. welcome to the club, guys.
3: What, did you want some sort of fucking preferential treatment here? In a way, it's good now because I'm sure, and let's give full credit to Schindler's, these guys have been here Mm. since the beginning. I also keep hearing good things about them in other lawyer dynamics and that, Mm. so check them out for all your legal needs. But like with Ricky and that as well, uh, and I see it probably with TNHA, please go check them out, is that, there are potentially more backers now because there's a lot of CBD guys with skin in the game.
1: Yeah. People have started putting their feet in and they're they're invested now and they need to protect those investments.
3: <sighs> so the
2: only way you do it is by changing the law. Mm. And the closest people to the law that needs changing is to the two defendants in basically the trial of the plant. Yeah. If anybody wants to go and try, you go try because... Some people hate the way we do it, you know? they if, if you do, damned if you don't. They've got their opinions, so if you've got a but big enough opinion... But they haven't put how many millions into it? Class action, there's another one. Oh, I'm going to class action. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. But it took us seven years to get positioned to this, mm. so we're just going to have to clap on with it. Um, watch this space all over Fields of Green next week, because yeah. Myrtle's going large with the crew to do this last blast to get it all in the, in the mix. So Dan, you're position- still there. Dan, have, the, have you smoked all the sift yet?
4: <laughs> I'm still good,
2: yeah. Interesting show, huh? Yeah,
4: been good listening. Been very, very good listening. I hope everybody else has been watching this show has been taking notes.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of people watching live tonight, actually. And uh, Ricky says there, Ricky is
2: confirming that the hourly rate for CBD is double. <laughs> 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 yeah, because it's so much of a pain in the ass it's like this fucking double time thing pain in the ass mm. it should never have been anything other than just legalised fucking weed said it all along hey never mind whatever <laughs> Warren warren will back me up on yeah, that one as well give us a legitimate fucking uh, like an
1: industry and we'll do our own thing and we'll stop nagging everybody all the time that's
2: Reason? no way Room. i didn't yeah, know he yeah. had you yeah. 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 from
3: lakeside <laughs> we've got so many ogs in the fucking house yes but guys we got to pour one out him. for the homies yeah all you oaks know about pour one out for the homies there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. someone passed away this week
1: someone did pass
2: Yeses, away. yes and i knew him a long long time yeah. and like it it's funny how he ended up back in weed now I, I don't equate him to weed i equate him to
1: a different laugh
2: <laughs> other stuff on the yeah. food chain the whole other <laughs> from world. long ago yeah, yeah. but I'm i all...
1: believe he was the original he had the original i was it a strain was it a brand i, I think what it, was was brand.
3: It? it was a brand it was a brand so let's start at the beginning there was let's this come sit here on my lap all you little stoners hey let's let's uh, let's lick it together how does the tune go when people all <laughs> They They put put their their saliva saliva on on the paper. paper. (laughs) 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 I heard that thing made number one. So come, let's put some saliva on the paper on my knee, Oaks. So back in the day, we're talking like 10, 20, maybe even 30 years. Probably 20 years. There was this local brand, Amadeadli. And I think it even maybe had a scorpion. Mm, So every once in a while, Oaks would say the Amadeadli, the Amadeadli. And then about five years ago, I became aware of a local brand, also lovely people, Amadeadli Seeds. And it turns out that these guys were inspired by that OG vibe. So I know that in the history there was a little bit of beef, but I think everyone sorted it out in the end. Okay. But it turns out this oak from all those years ago resurfaced. Yes. And many of you probably met him at the Cannabis Expo. He's been was
2: to every Expo. Mark, Dutier, Mark yeah.
1: Peter Nuttier. Yeah.
2: yeah, and he had the Cannabis. He had the, the original little cannabinoid easy quick fix test. The Humboldt yes. Mass spec, CBD, dude.
4: THC thing.
1: What was it? You got you blew his mind, didn't you, Dan, with the the results on one of your, your <laughs> tests? Is that the same guy? Yeah. Some of that THC,
4: the diamonds that we took them to him in... At one of the expos, it was yes. pretty cool. That machine was fucking awesome. Wasn't it the Durban Expo? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yes. That's where I last saw him. Now, and he got Inst-
1: involved, we had a um, a breakfast run once, the cannabis breakfast run. I remember
2: that
5: one, yeah. And
1: we were collecting food and blankets yeah. and things. We stopped off at the Melville um, Green Market, and then we went off to greensash And Mark was part of that crew. He was in with every way that he could in the community. He was. He just he became part of the family so fast.
3: Very quick, yeah. I think it was all what I think it was. It was a product of what we've all been going through. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who've been around so long, and suddenly we're just breaking through this crust and connecting, as things have become more sort of socially acceptable. And there's now all this interest in things many of us and him have done for years. But uh, like many of you how I most, I met him before once, but how I most remember this oak was like Dan saying, there at every expo and most big events, there'd be this oak with this pop-up fucking mass spectrometer. Can- sage. Authentics apparently was oh, the name. What, can, I think it's Canometrics, and it was the sage analysis <laughs> thing. And Dan took the record on this thing with like a 70% THC. Mm-hmm. But this dude would pull up this thing and you're just pulling your butt and this oak would smash out tests, smash out tests. And it would be like a circus ring. There'd be like one layer and then two layers and three layers of people. He always drew a crowd. Mm. And he's the sort of, okay, if you met him, you'd remember meeting him. Definitely. So I'm sure ma- many of you will have met this guy as well.
2: Oh, no, he's been part of the underground in various forms since the late 90s. I remember, yeah, I remember big time I know. club land.
1: He had a big heart, and unfortunately it was his heart that let him down in the end. He passed away from a heart attack, was it on Is that what Monday? what was? But fuck, he's like, he, he, he was always he was young. 10 years yeah. younger than me, at least. I would say was late he? 40s, Do you know? early 50s, I don't know. There you
3: go, no, I reckon it was... He still, had some, uh, it looked like he'd had some happy miles on the clock. I think he got gang smileage out of life.
1: Yeah, Oh no! he it, looked like he um,
3: lived life to it, the full. He,
2: in those days when he was like, probably late 20s. Coming up for 30, perhaps, in and around those days, um, yeah. going large, yeah. really large. All of us, though. I mean, it was fun. <laughs> Mark, so, you will be missed. Yeah, you man. will
1: absolutely be missed. As soon as we're allowed out into the outside and we can do expos again, it's going to be a big hole. Well, yeah. hey,
2: look, there's no more CBD fucking expo. There's no more expo. Expos are... Mm. you if. The food chain now is, where are you going to get your CBD from? Those guys need licenses and shit, and that's going to take a while to grow to get put through SAPRA for the next five years to get a GMP on it and blah, blah, and get it out into the... So what is the Expo, Expo going to do? I don't, it's, a, it's the CBD Olympics.
3: I you got a mail shit, from yeah. them saying that they got plans again, because it was postponed. and must have been about a week or two ago I got a mail saying, and they will send guys, tentative, tentative, but... They plan on going ahead in some form. They've got some, uh, they're working on some software to do some sort of webinar
2: thing as well. They're they're, going to go online with something as well. Fuck webinar. There's
3: a word. Have you ever seen so many fucking webinars
1: in your (laughs) life?
3: Yeah, every, everyone's skill like an expert in the C-word. Where to score smokes for under a grand and how <laughs> yeah. to use Zoom.
2: <laughs> True story. Yeah. And, yeah. And Zoom seems to be catching up quick. There's massive updates to Zoom all the time. Big one just came I, in. I keep seeing articles and, about
1: how to handle Zoom meetings and how to make a good impression and how to end one and how to... Yeah, all, the, all different the protocols zooms. and, and, and even on stream
3: when you do something. Do yeah, you go to the
2: bathroom, put yeah. the thing on the edge of the bathroom and have a slash or something. Struck one out <laughs> there. Yeah, you know what, it's how different it is having people in the house. Fuck. That's nice. Mm. Just being able to talk like this. Dan, Get your ass down here next week, Macy. Yeah, we have got up. a plan. Yeah. I think I'll sleep Ooh, over next I'm week there.
1: too.
2: Yeah. Um, so should we do a bit of Gram? yeah
3: yeah but i think joe should pick the winner this week is,
2: right it a, over, um, is it on a going up um yeah uh, and we'll drive piece.
3: it for a minute uh, you'll see it's been uh, driven maybe. there and then you'll have yeah, access yeah but i think it's down to you hey okay but i feel like oh yeah so guys before we get onto instagram please remember support those who support fields of green for all uh the views expressed on the show aren't necessarily those of these guys these guys are just putting their money where their mouths are in terms of cbd thc and just the culture so go check them all out on Fields of Green for All. Uh, there was another story, though, that came up this week. Last chance to vote in the poll. Should CBD be treated the same as THC? Hell no. Faux show sure. Meh. I don't care. There was a story that apparently people, or kids specifically, are now being exposed to meth and dacha when trying to buy cigarettes because they have to get cigarettes He's got an issue. from drug dealers. So it looks like in this weird paradox, Rothmans and Stuyvesant are the new gateway drug and not weed anymore. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't that the weirdest, weirdest headline? Just... I walked away, I jumped up and walked
2: away from it and thought, you've got to be fucking joking mm. me. And I made coffee and I came back down with a Rusk and I thought, am I going to write about this? Because I haven't written about anything serious lately. I've been mm. cynical about stuff. Mm. But this one was a blinder. It was the Soweto business consortium yeah. saying um mm-hmm. if you don't legalize tobacco again the kids are gonna die of fucking crack but what are the kids why is he leveling it at, you've got to do it for the kids you've got to
3: legalize tobacco for the
1: kids that's a
3: mind job eh It's a mind job so now you're saying it's
1: cheaper to get crack and it was the soweto business access
2: yeah right this whole point uh, yeah Mm. the the business the 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 committee of all businesses Mm -hmm. like the round table or whatever they're saying you gotta legalize this shit because we're watching kids heading off to the crack yeah so i get hold of soweto and say are you fucking kidding me crack this is no crack in soweto there's meth there's meth yeah but crack's not a fucking issue anywhere in the township and apparently it's a grand for a gram of coke so that's not cheaper than Siki's no. either. yeah. imagine if Siki's the became more expensive orange, than orange man. let <laughs> so orange. The whole thing is really weird. The, yeah. the, and I put uh, with the
3: coffee. I got back onto Twitter and went, "What about the children?"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a fuck up because they say now What's happening is because guys are so precious. You got to sell. You got to get that third mortgage for fucking a half a quarter. Stiverson. <laughs> They say guise are so precious that kids are sharing them more. Mm, and people and then are sharing them saliva more. on the what-what. Yeah, because I, right yeah. I sit there with the pen or the pencil at home and they mark out the section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., after supper. <laughs> I watch <Can> someone... <laughs> can you still hear him chopping the fucking <laughs> dry set <laughs> in the background? That is brilliant.
2: Oh, uh, it's funny. Um... I got quite a lot of, fl- I got a bit of flack on Twitter because I leveled it at cannabis, uh, 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 tobacco being such a hectic addiction. Mm. It's the adults mm. that are going crazy, not the, it must be messy out there because it's the adults that need, it, not the kids.
1: I mean, it's stressful right. times and smokers use cigarettes to get through stressful times and we can't get through stressful times because it's stressful times just trying to get the fucking cigarettes. Well, we did, we
2: did the maths on it on Twitter mm-hmm. and I broke it down and even the township started agreeing that Cokes are grand. So it was down to whether tobacco is more expensive than weed. We had it down to a, a Peter Stuyvesant read, at seven rand a loose, works out at 11 rand a gram and you can't really get... uh, any Mm. decent smokable anything for anything less than 30 bucks now in a township. In Soweto, he said the minimum is you're not going to get it less than 30 bucks a gram.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So um, Peter Stuyvesant's are still three times cheaper than weed But weed has been banned for 100 years and tobacco has got a lot of catching up to do. It's like it hasn't
3: balanced itself out yet. That's it. But I just, I keep having these these weird thoughts, what it must be like for the lighties out there now. Because I started smoking when I was like eight, nine years old, Hmm. was a naughty boy. But how you would get them is you would steal them from your mom or dad. And they wouldn't notice because they smoked like 40 a day back then. So you'd maybe steal a guai or two, lacquer lacquer for the afternoon or on the way to school. And now, all of a sudden, your guys are so closely monitored that the kids have no option.
1: Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah.
2: That's it. So closely monitored. Eight-year-olds
3: going to have to knock on the heroin dealer's (laughs) door for a wee. Please, sir, can I have a Rothmans?
2: (laughs) 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 It's like some sort of District 9 thing, isn't it? It's all like completely dystopian. It's the weirdest thing. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. There's been a couple of liquor bans early on. Mm-hmm. a couple of European countries, but nothing to do with tobacco, because there's fuck-all science about anything. No. Imagine um, if, if they base that... We'll have to ban that because it's bad. Imagine all the other things that they'd have to
5: do. And so it many was...
1: scientists are coming out now saying that the, the percentage of people who, who test positive for, for the C-word are minimum smokers. And my theory is because it's the all the tar and shit in our lungs. It, the, the, the roller can't grab it. <laughs> can't, can't catch man. a grip. It's like slip slide, It's just like driving through your
3: baller and it rolls, rolls up its windows and then fucks off. No, man. Well, there's like, a standard there's mo- chance.
2: I see. There's more and more stuff coming out about
3: yeah. could tobacco help. <laughs> Either way, maybe. I think deep down inside, I think. I think Cyril and all these guys, they sat down there at the table, at the round table, their parliament side, before they made the big anti-everything announcement and they said, we are about to give these people an 80-day weekend. (laughs) An 80-fucking-day weekend. There is no way we are letting them have everything as well at the same time. Because could you imagine if we had spent... Because, don't get me wrong, there's people in my life that are still affected by alcohol and all that. Mm. I know that if booze was still allowed to be happening now those people wouldn't be able to stand anymore Mm-mm. they'd be so thick of their fucking Rothmans and Sivindalan and uh, Brandy and Cokes they'd be near dead
1: because
3: mm. what else are they
2: going to do no well, that's, that's it a, yeah look it, uh, at the end of the day it just makes your money go quicker having yeah. it there as well it's so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, I'm the fucking libertarian. I reckon it should all be freely available yeah, whenever you fucking want it. Dial the number on the app and get a gram of crack if you want. Yeah. Be my fucking guest. That's the life that I've always envisaged for the whole world. Thanks. I'm on it. Free, free the crack. Free the crack.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what micron is that Dan? What micron on that hash? I check the oaks are asking. Well, this was this is done on the top of a 75
2: micron screen, and if we do this check, so we take it had to be res asking now, yeah, obviously. Of yeah, of so We take this. That was a 75. We take this off. Underneath. Then we've got smaller than 75
3: sitting over here. So this is on a 58 micron screen. So let's take the 58 micron and we go like this. Yo, don't spill it, then. Yo.
2: Fucking hell, there is, you go. It's older than seventy five
4: microns, these pieces that are on top of the screen right now.
2: Okay. So, well, save them for the hotbox next week all right. yeah. <laughs> We'll get I'll get you some really sticky BHO to dip the blade in and you can just soak it in there. It should be fine.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Not, so it's pretty fucking tiny. But I mean at the end of the day, you know what? All this dry stuff depends on is uh, the size of my, the trichrome head. I mean, even though it's going small, that might not mean that it's still secure. It's just uh, the whatever was small enough to get through the screen is getting through the screen. Yeah. But generally, you're not going to get other shit falling through that.
2: Okay. Hell of a thing. I've never really been into it myself. I've never, I've never been much of a hash maker apart from scissors and, it looks like and a fingers and charis yeah, yeah but um, i've never done any dry any ice any perk isolator nothing nah, it looks like a
1: nice meditative process it's yeah he flowers, makes it like scrape scrape turp turp scrape scrape
2: yeah okay yeah. like, hey, warren let's make yeah make a moon rock let's do a moon rock next week <laughs> okay make a, like a moon rock live eh? yeah. yeah let's do the moon rock live yeah. moon yeah. rock suppositories how about that yeah. Yeah, Robert says, Show me the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Slow mo
2: mofo. Yeah, what is that, 1.15? What does that say, Reza? Uh, Frenchie says what? 1.15? Yeah, 145
4: is all that you. That's, so that's what I'm trying to say, is that he's saying that, you know, so what people do is you actually go and buy a couple of screens. You get like a 220, yeah. a 145, a 110, a 90, a 75. But if you have all of them, that's a lot of separation. But if you work with a 200, The 145, that is all you need. If you work on top of a 200 with a 145 below that, whatever comes out right at the bottom and in between is pure gold. I mean, it's really just
6: full of trichrome heads.